listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 385. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the... We keep finding ourselves in everything we've recorded today talking about sex, and this episode I don't think will be any uh, different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you you just keep getting more and more of a gleam in your eye. John Brown. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I feel like wheels are turning. <laughs> that is what I think. <laughs> Me to know and you to find out. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we're we're not talking about that actually, but still, still there. Uh, the conversation will probably center a little bit around sex this week because we're going to talk about the term pleasure dom, uh, what it seems to mean, and what we think about it as a term. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Monday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. Show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Okay, before we get into today's topic, I have an unscripted announcement because I didn't know I would be able to announce it. And for YouTube folks watching the live stream, this will not help you, but future you might appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I am adding new things to our Etsy shop, including new designs. Are they mostly focused on brats? Yeah, because I had a lot of good ideas with that one. Uh, but there will be very soon a shirt design called Grumpy Daddy. <laughs> and another one hmm. called Sadistic Daddy. So they're coming for podcast listeners. By the time you're hearing it, it's all there, whatever. YouTube folks, if you're watching on Wednesday, live stream day, give me a few hours. Like I, it's, this afternoon's task is to get these up online. <laughs> so yeah, that's the announcement. Our Etsy shop, Etsy link in the places. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm finally like just got my shit together and could start getting it done. Like I had said, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do three months ago. Here we are. Okay. All right. So that, that said, we're going to talk about the term pleasure dom. I want to give a disclaimer first. Disclaimer. We say every time we talk about a term, if you use this term for yourself and it feels right to you and, or you define it differently than the way we understand the definition, that's valid. You get to do that. Labels are inherently personal. And for the person who's going to go, oh, why do we have to even bother with labels? You don't have to. <laughs> do not know why it is such a personal affront to somebody who rejects labels that they need to tell me that why do we even have to talk about labels? We talk about labels because they create a common language that helps us have a common understanding most of the time about what we're talking about. It gives you... It gives the other person you're talking to an idea of what you mean. It gives a reference point. Right. It's a shorthand. Now, yeah. what's important is to then have an in-depth discussion of what you actually mean and how you define these things. But it allows us to find like-minded people and to mm-hmm. you know, figure out who our community is. Find and, your tribe. Right. And help figure out who we are. And so that's why we talk about it. However, we do not always agree on terms or how they're used or the definitions. Mm-hmm. And so I just... I just want you to know that it's it's okay. If I don't like a term that you hold very dear to you, you get to do that. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about Pleasure Dom. Mm. The first time I personally heard it was in a work of fiction. 
Okay. I think I complained about it in a bonus section a couple weeks ago <laughs> because I think I said something like, oh yeah, you know, he said he was her pleasure dom. And the more I've gotten a chance to reflect on this, that particular book, um, it was out of a series, everybody was kinky, it was delightful. The more I kind of got the ick and it was not because he used the term pleasure dom because I was like, wait, that's not one I've heard of. It was kind of the way the character defined it, which clearly are the authors defining it. And, you know, I was, based on what I've learned since about how, what the re, air quote real definition seems to be, I kind of like how it was defined in this book because he was still a daddy dom. But okay. in that fictional situation, his focus was on his partner's pleasure and he only wanted to provide pleasure. And most of that was sexual pleasure, which is absolutely seems to be a defining trait of the term pleasure dom. And then where I got the ick <laughs> was that when he he and his partner discovered that she was a masochist, to, even though they never used that word, and that's my little side eye to the author there, but like she liked pain and she liked rough and not all pain, but certain pain and she really craved it and she wanted those sensations. This character, this pleasure dom had a little bit of a freak out because he was like, but I can, I only want to provide pleasure and what she's asking for is not in my definition of pleasure. And then I was like, then I don't like your term of pleasure dom because if yeah. that is pleasurable to her, does not mean a person has to then do the thing. You can you can have boundaries where you're like, I'm not gonna do impact play. I'm not gonna do those things. Yeah. But please do not say you were somehow not able to do that because it's not pleasure when it clearly is she's having yeah. an orgasm all strapped up there getting flogged like clearly she finds it pleasurable so that's where i got the ick yeah. from in the use of the term and and see that's kind of where i have i i have heard the term in passing mm. it, it was one of those things that i heard i was like yeah okay fine and whoosh over you know over right. my head and and passed now you know, listening to you describe what you said in the book. And this is a work of fiction, so things get, like, yeah. you know, changed to fit the narrative, like, we um, all know. You know, I, I had a very uh, broad understanding of what a pleasure dom is, mm -hmm. okay? So it's like, oh, you like pain. You like to be spanked. You like whips. You like floggers. That you like... brings you pleasure. So... That's I'm I'm going to do that to bring you pleasure. Which, if you just go based on what you understand it means to be a dom or a sub in power exchange, and then the words you, I think that's a reasonable leap to go. Oh, mm -hmm. my job is to make sure that my sub is experiencing pleasure in whatever way it's we're going to define that. Yeah, that is not how we <laughs> seem to define it. So, the absolute best resource that I use to. My, figure out what the fuck pleasure drama is supposed to be is the wonderful Evie Lupine who has a video who that is linked in the places I highly recommend please go watch she's very fair she doesn't get ranty like I get ranty and she's very <laughs> organized so if you're like I can't follow whatever this is that they're doing mm -hmm. and I want to understand that's a great video please go watch it so the video that Evie put out is from 2022. And at that time okay. she was saying that the term seems to be really only a year or two old, at least in popular kink culture where there's getting a lot of uh, conversation and tags and searches. And it seems to have originated on um, TikTok. That might, is probably not completely true, but the popularization mm -hmm. of it 
that seems to stem from there. So it's only a few years old, but now that we're in 2024, we're talking like four years old. Um, and the way Evie described it based on her research in 2022 was that it is, and I wrote it down because I wanted mm -hmm. to make sure I got this right. Primarily, it is sensation play and orgasm control, um, edging, and I've never heard it referred to this way, but orgasm torture. Mm -hmm. To me, I've heard orgasm denial and or forced orgasms. I've never heard orgasm torture, but I think it's similar to forced orgasms. And that primarily focuses on acts of sexual pleasure performed by one partner on another. And the primary definition where it seems to be used the most is on male dom, female sub. Um, mm -hmm. And something that Evie pointed out that makes total sense is from her viewpoint, the, you know, the idea of a quote, pleasure dom stems from a response to the violent stereotype Mm. of of dominance which every example she cited and, and then in some places i saw some things people were describing sadists and masochists yeah and they had decided that based on whatever resources they had found sometimes porn often porn that because they didn't like the violent nature air quote that word violent nature of um power exchange they needed an alternative term for pleasure dom but that in the popular use of it, it was mostly sexual. It was mm -hmm. not necessarily a power exchange. The Dom was m more of a sexual service top. Like I'm gonna prioritize you, the air quote subs pleasure, and I'm gonna give you orgasms and sensation. It's gonna be sensual and it's gonna be, and apparently the way that back in 2022, at least that it was sort of being described as very like romantic and and that's fine. There can be romance on power mm -hmm. exchange. Let's be very sure. clear here. But that it was <laughs> the way I ended up thinking of it based on how Evie was describing it was the van vanillification of <laughs> uh, yeah of like power exchange-ish, power exchange light. And I wanna be careful how I use those terms. Power exchange exists on a vast spectrum and- Correct air quote light is subjective and air quote light is okay. Um, but <laughs> the way these, the definitions were being described and the activities are being described at no point was I like, but who, who's in control? The, <laughs> bless you, the, whoa, <laughs> sorry, the uh, sorry. recording table nearly toppled over. <laughs> the way it's being described here is it's really about, I'm providing this sexual pleasure in mm -hmm. these ways that the receiving partner enjoys and they are the focus. And God knows there's nothing wrong with that. JB has done some very sensual things to me that involved no um, pain, no impact, nothing air quote extreme. It was very clear who was in control mm -hmm. there. But at no point in the way Evie was describing her understanding of pleasure dom, were we talking about power control leadership? Mm -hmm. It was focused on these very sexual acts. Okay, so that was the probably the best definition I saw that felt like it encompassed what at the time the term seemed to mean. Now, let's be clear. Terms evolve over time as, as a, a, a label comes in contact with real people who are using it, it then gets like, the, the definitions will change and adjust a bit mm -hmm. and that's okay, okay? So 2024 definition, might be a little bit more nuanced than that. There'll definitely be, I think, some people who have taken on the term and have 
added nuance to it and that's fine but then that was not the only resource i went to i was like well let me make a look make a look at some yeah. things how are we defining i, I mean it? to me the the term pleasure dom is is way too ambiguous for me Right, and here's and this is where I started getting annoyed because the way Evie was describing it was kind of specific, but still didn't sound anything like power exchange to me. It just yeah. sounded like a sexual thing, and that's fine. So then I do do my Google, like let's let's mm-hmm. look at the top results for the term pleasure dom and why? Because when a newbie Google's a term, they're not going to page five to look for a specific resource. They're gonna click whatever on that front page. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me see what's on the front page. One was from a site, um, Bad Girls Bible, and I will link to all of these in the places. I cannot remember if I've already linked to it on YouTube for the live stream, but if not, I will. Um, this one is pretty, uh, am, not ambiguous, but it's like, it's pretty vague. Uh, Pleasure Dom, this is a relatively newer term that appears to have taken off on TikTok and isn't really used in person. So that was, uh, I, I was like, oh, okay. A pleasure dominant gets their sexual gratification from filling their partner's sexual needs. The more pleasure they can give, the better. Sex toys and blindfolds are commonly used by pleasure doms. Uh, pleasure doms are typically male and their subs are female. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Okay, so that got my hackles up because I was like, um, the however you go about it in power exchange, the point should be, Everybody involved gets pleasure right. and gratification. Is it yeah. sexual? That'll depend on the person. But we don't. We shouldn't have to name a dom something different for something that all right. responsible ethical and, kinksters should be trying to provide. And now here, here's the other thing. You know, listening to this is as you as you read that. This also in in most of the terms that you have read to me the description mm-hmm. of what this means mm-hmm. it it is in my mind in a sense perpetuating the myth that BDSM is all about sex yes yes all right which anyone who truly lives the lifestyle at any aspect of the spectrum it can be, right, but it's not the bread and butter of it. Right, and so when you say pleasure dom and then the defining characteristic is sexual gratification, are we saying that every other type of dom who wants to make sure that their sub experiences pleasure in some way and, and you know, gets their needs met is not a pleasure dom? Like that doesn't even mm-hmm. make sense. It's too fucking vague. Now here's where I thought my head was gonna explode Uh-oh. for real, for real. So I don't know anything about the site. Um, what's it called? Kinky Events. It's a UK site. I just know it's one of the top search results. And that means that people who don't know a lot, who are trying to learn about a term, will find this. And they will see this. And this is what pisses me off. Now, to be fair, I understand what you have to do in order to get on the first page of fucking Google. You have to write good quality content ideally that answers a question and is useful to people but also you gotta like write enough for the seo search algorithmic gods to like you so i get where some of that is coming from but as a person who tries to present power exchange in a realistic and educational way this grinds my fucking gears and here's why so we get the what is a pleasure dom uh, style of dominance where the primary role is focus is to focus on providing pleasure to their partner, combining elements of dominance and submission with the main emphasis being consensual pleasure. 
every fucking power exchange should focus on consensual pleasure. What that looks like will be different based on the exchange and the power exchange and the agreement and what pleasure looks like to each other. But what are you fucking talking about? That's the first paragraph and there's still more to go. Sorry. (laughs) Would you like to cut in before I like make my head explode more? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Okay. The pleasure dom in return feels a sense of satisfaction and fulfillment from having created and given these pleasurable experiences to their submissive partner. I'm sorry, JB, daddy dom, sadist, sometimes sadistic bastard, as I have referred to you. (laughs) Um, You do not consider yourself a pleasure dom, but have you ever felt satisfaction and fulfillment from creating and providing pleasure for me, your submissive baby girl masochist? Never. Stop that. (laughs) We both know that's not fucking true. Oh, my fucking God. Okay. So let's keep going. All right. This is, again, smoke was coming out of my ears. Pleasure Dom responsibilities. So um, a pleasure Dom's role encompasses much more than simply orchestrating pleasurable experiences. Okay. Okay. Tell, Tell me more. Make it specific to pleasure dominance, establishing clear boundaries and consent, communicating effectively, creating an environment where their partner can freely express their desires, fantasies, and boundaries without fear of judgment, actively listening to their partner, crafting customized experiences for their partner, taking charge of scenes and guiding their submissive through various experiences, providing aftercare. Only the pleasure doms do that, apparently. Wow. Um... I guess I've been doing it wrong all these years. You were a pleasure dom and you just didn't fucking know it. I, I guess. Wow. And but I'm, I'm not. I'm not done yet. It it continues to get better slash worse. Except you know, hearing this, the pleasure dom, I, <laughs> I I can't help but think of Auntie Entity. Okay. And the pleasure dom. Oh God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so now we get to a section called Pleasure Dom Qualities. A good pleasure dom has the following qualities. Now, we must assume these are unique qualities to being a pleasure dom because Mm -hmm. it does not indicate anywhere that this is inherently a quality that all dominants should have or most dominants should have or dominants just should have. Okay. Here they are, the qualities of a pleasure dom. All right. Empathy and emotional intelligence to understand and respond to their partner's needs. Strong communication skills. Knowledge of BDSM practices, techniques, and safety protocols. Creativity and adaptability to cater to their partner's unique desires and fantasies. Patience and understanding to navigate the complexities of power dynamics and emotional vulnerability. A pleasure dom should know their submissive inside and out. Every goddamn dominant should know that I don't care what title you use. I don't care what label you use. I don't care what your power exchange looks like. I don't care how you organize it or negotiate it or fucking do it. Those are the qualities that every responsible, ethical dominant should fucking it, have. It, it, right. It, it doesn't matter if you identify as a, as a daddy dom, as, as a master, you know, 
how, however, those are the tenets of, of BDSM. Dominance. They're the, te- yeah. they're the tenets of BDSM. Yeah. And here's what pisses me off about this. If I'm a newbie or I'm a person who's trying to figure myself out and I'm like, well, the things I'm seeing in porn or the things that seem to be happening in my local community, I'm not resonating with this type of power exchange. And then I hear the term pleasure dom. And mm-hmm. then I go Google pleasure dom and I come across this. What this says, if you're trying to learn, it absolutely completely, completely implicitly implies practically states that only this is what pleasure doms do so does that then mean that every other type of dom who does not consider themselves a pleasure dom they just don't do this this just isn't a quality you should or or secretly we've been pleasure doms for years and just didn't know it oh my fucking god (laughs) and this goes back to what evie was saying in her video about the the term the definition the utilization of this seems like it is done in opposition to the stereotype of power exchange often seen in porn because those are the examples most often fucking cited that give people the ick. They're like, no, that's too extreme Mm -hmm. for me. That's too violent for me. That looks too painful. I don't want any of that without anybody going, but wait, you don't have to have any of that. Those people, communicated, negotiated, consented. There is very likely uh, a very strict safety protocol in place to mitigate and manage risk as much as possible. I'll bet for fuck's sake, there's a shit ton of aftercare after somebody gets the shit beaten out of them, but because you didn't see that and somebody didn't hold your little hand and walk you through all the aspects of BDSM, you should have gone to places like Loving BDSM or the Pink King podcast. We could have fucking told you that all of these things that you think you're not seeing are there. And what you see is this one little slice mm-hmm. of life example, yep. even in porn, of what BDSM can be does not mean that that's the end all be all. Let us, let us put our thinking caps on. Porn shows us one type of sex, but those of us who have sexual experience, I'm not talking about kids and young people who have no sexual experience that maybe shouldn't be watching porn yet because they're probably underage. I'm talking about those of us who've had experience know that that one little scene we just saw in a porn clip isn't the only fucking way to have sex. Why? Because we've had sex before. So we've had the experience and yet nobody takes that thought process and applies it Mm -hmm. to BDSM. They go, this one porn clip that I just happened to see over and over again, which I've got questions about your porn habits, if that's what you're seeing over and over again, but that's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. That is what it must be. And it can't be anything else. And so I, who discovered my kinky self on TikTok. And I think that's great because we all learn from different places and at different times in life. And we all got to enter the community in some way at some time. But I saw that term here and I don't have enough context to know how the whole fucking community actually works. I think that that is what air quote good dominance is. And so anything else that does not fall under this definition, big fat air quotes of pleasure dom means it's everything other than this and only pleasure doms follow these fucking rules and that is bullshit my skin is so hot right now (laughs) and did i say we should do this episode so that i can have a reason to yell into a microphone maybe good possibility so <laughs> I needed to find catch my breath. Thoughts, <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> what thoughts do you have? Well, <laughs> you know one one thing I have been thinking about in all this. You know, years years ago, 
there was a new term that came out in the BDSM lifestyle. And everybody was like, what? What is this? We don't like this. Who, how, you know, it's called Daddy Dom. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there, there was a time that being a Daddy Dom was like, you're a what? Right. What, you know? what does that even mean? Okay. So is this now just the new-ish thing? And I, I cannot currently see how it could be because the definitions of actual, when you define actual dominance and then you add in the word pleasure are so broad as to render it meaningless because to say that you are a pleasure dom because you care about your partner's pleasure and you make sure mm-hmm. that they experience pleasure yeah. implies that every other kind of dom does not. Does not. And yeah. the misunderstanding of what those other dom types are. Sadists, which are not always dom, sadists can be tops, right. but a sadistic dom or sadistic daddy, okay? Yes, the definition of sadist is that you get pleasure from providing pain, but the responsible ethical thing is you go find a masochist who either enjoys the pain or you find a partner who is willing to submit to the pain because yeah, you don't that just brings, do it to anybody. That brings, they get pleasure from having submitted to their partner and let their partner do a thing they like. But guess what? Regardless of who is on the bottom of what the sadist is fucking doing, everybody is getting something from it. There is pleasure. It just might not look like screaming fucking orgasms, Mm -hmm. which there are too many people who think that the only kind of pleasure there is to gain from anything, sex or kink, is orgasms. there, There are absolutely times when I get my pleasure from giving you pleasure. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, like like the uh, I can't I can't think of the, the the song, I get off on you getting off on me. Oh yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing, okay? I can't you think of the song, but I know what yeah. you're talking about. You know what I'm? So you know, there 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 is definitely that. But you know, then there are times when I just want to grab something and and open up a can of whoop ass. But here's the thing. You are getting your pleasure and you are doing it with a willing partner that one, you respect my boundaries and limits. Yeah. So you're not going to go over those. So as long as you're staying within my boundaries and limits and doing it to a consenting willing partner, mm-hmm. I am gaining pleasure for a variety of reasons. Maybe I'm gaining pleasure mm-hmm. from the sensation that you're providing. Maybe sure. I'm gaining pleasure from the amount of power and control that you are taking in the moment. Maybe I'm getting pleasure simply because I know you're having a good time. It's all fucking pleasure. Yeah. So what the fuck does a pleasure dom actually mean when every pairing in power change or more than a pair, you know, mm-hmm. threesomes and morph, trios and I can't think of numbers higher than So that. then in that case, isn't the name apt? Pleasure Dom, because everybody's getting pleasure. But it it's rendered meaningless. You did that on purpose. <laughs> Would you like to stop being known as a sadist and a daddy Dom, and I'll just call you a pleasure Dom? Does a pleasure Dom describe in any way, with any um, detail, makes what me, kind of Dom me, you are? Makes me feel like I'm out for hire. <laughs> <laughs> I am not above hiring your ass out, okay? Don't you even worry. That's that's the point. I think if somebody just really resonates with the term, fucking use it. Yeah. But I think you have to be realistic about what you're actually saying. Because if you are a pleasure dom and JB is a sadistic daddy dom, does that mean he's not providing pleasure 
to his partner? Yeah. Of course it doesn't. So that's where the term really bothers me. Now, I, I can get into, I think there's an argument to be made and a, a, a rant somewhere about the fact that this term seems to have originated from cishet couples who were like, let's let's focus on the woman's orgasm. Like, look, anything that focuses in a heterosexual situation on the female partner's <laughs> orgasms, we're, we're moving forward in some way. But please do not try to sell me on a kink term that specifically focuses on female orgasms, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck that means, <laughs> and then try and say that that is a term that is somehow supposed to work for the entire kink world. Mm-hmm. Or that by focusing on, let's be real, a person with a fucking vulvas or orgasms, the clitoral G-spot, whatever orgasms, that that somehow makes you special and unique. And that makes you a pleasure dom, but nobody else does. Because now we're acting like nobody else in kink or in sex ever is focusing on those kinds of orgasms and centering those kinds of orgasms. Mm -hmm. I feel like at that point, you're fucking telling on yourself. It is so unusual to focus on those orgasms that it's a kink. Orgasm, excuse me, control, kink. Playing with orgasms. Pleasure, sexual pleasure, sexual gratification can be a part of your kink life. Sure, denial, edging, any of that. And you can focus your kink life on sex. That's fine. But do not come to me and tell me nothing about how you're leading, taking control, or have power over somebody, and that the most unique element of this is, oh, look, my woman finally got to come more than once. And I knew it. I was aware and present for it. And every other fucking time before we found this air quote kink, I didn't know I had to ask. And the real reason thing I want you to know is if you have to ask if she came, 99.9% of the time, no the fuck she didn't. And you were not rubbing her clit, you were rubbing her thigh. That's a whole different story for a whole different audience. (laughs) Talk about being off the mark. (laughs) I was thinking about this today. And I knew I could not think too much about this episode because then I would mentally rant and then they would be gone and into the ether and I wouldn't have them for y'all. So mm-hmm. there's a song by I Cannot Remember Who. It's um, very popular as a sound bite on reels and TikToks or whatever. And I don't remember who sings it. I don't remember what the fucking song's called. But the line goes, I'm vanilla, baby, but I'll choke you. And this sort of reminds me of that. Every time I hear that line, I get so pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. We're playing breath play, but you think you're vanilla? Right. You are trying to control the the amount of oxygen your partner takes in or lets out, and you think you're vanilla? This is sort of like that to me. When Evie in her video said, yeah. it was either Evie said it or somebody in her comments said, this is the vanillification of kink, and it's vanilla people finding something that they think mm-hmm. is unique, and so it's a kink now. Now look, I don't have anything against vanilla folk, non-kinky folk. I also think that sometimes non-kinky folk are more kinky than they realize. They're just maybe not ready to embrace that language and maybe they never will. And they'll just do shit that those of us in kink are gonna go, "Ah, that's kind of kinky. But this, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm so hot that my brain is overheating and I can't think straight anymore. Okay, You, you, you brought up an interesting point there. The vanillification of kink. Mm-hmm. All right. So within all this, is this a possibility mm. that with this pleasure dom title, um, it is that portion of it. So 
does that mean, okay, some of this terminology, the way things look, is going to change, but it's becoming more mainstream? I would say yes. Okay. Or maybe, or we're getting there. Mm -hmm. If the way pleasure dom as a, is defined as a separate entity from any other kind of dom was not literally all the good qualities of all dominance everywhere all the time. I think that by trying to make pleasure dom some kind of separate entity that is completely unlike any other dom mm -hmm. out there, that is the problem. Because we already have a problem in the king community, many problems in the king community, but from, from the aspect of trying to like help people figure their, themselves out and be comfortable in their power exchange, yeah. we already have a problem where plenty of people see a stereotype of kink just yelling about it a few minutes ago and think, well, I'm not kinky because I'm not like that. Or the people who are trying to have a power exchange or be kinky and think that they're failing mm -hmm. because it's they're not able to do it and be happy with the stereotype. And it is when that they dis they discover that they can make dominance and submission mean whatever they need it to mean. And they can pull from every title and every label and every part of kink to craft the most unique personalized experience for them and their partner, and that gets to be just as valid as anybody else's, mm. when you have a definition of pleasure dom that either says nothing about power and control, it's like, look, I found the clit and I rubbed it a few times and aren't I a genius? That's either one <laughs> definition, or the most popular definition, it literally defines all dominance everywhere, but does not say that all of these qualities apply to all dominance and implies that every other kind of dominant isn't caring about the pleasure of their partner, that does a disservice to all of kink. And it perpetuates yeah. the stereotypes that it's all violent and it's all abuse and it's all anti-woman and it's all anti-feminist. And us brainless little female subs, we're just letting ourselves get abused all the time because we don't know better. And it takes away agency from us. And it's just this huge clusterfuck of bullshit. <laughs> now, could kinksters with the understanding of BDSM and the nuance. And I don't mean us, I mean somebody else. Cause this, mm -hmm. the more I think about <laughs> this term, the hotter I get. So I'm not the one. Could somebody somewhere, maybe eventually come up with a definition that I might never use, but that does not make my asshole clinch. Yeah. Yeah, because language evolves and the understanding of terms evolves, right? So it can start off on TikTok and mean Ooh, look, I found the clit and I used it. And then become mm. something more nuanced. The problem I have with the big definition where it's top page of Google and it's defining pleasure dom with every other characteristic of every other good dom out there, mm -hmm. that's, that's not the nuance we need. Because the implication, if you don't know better, is that, oh, only pleasure doms behave this way. Only yeah. pleasure doms care about the pleasure of their partner. Only pleasure doms have empathy. What? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I the understand. Entire, the entire world of, of power exchange and really all king topping and bottoming, but I'm, we're focused on power exchange, okay? Mm. The entire concept of power exchange requires empathy. Sure. From both sides Absolutely. of the slash. Yeah. So I don't need a term to get defined as the sole arbiter of fucking empathy 
or pleasure, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Yeah. Because, like, the more I think about, wait, you're acting like his sadistic ass beating on me did not make my masochistic self just giggle and yeah. smile mm-hmm. and feel so fucking good and seen. Well, you're saying my my pleasure is not pleasure and the pleasure is it's defined under pleasure dom is the air quote real pleasure mm-hmm. and the rest of us just are what yeah i mean all right I, i'm i'm gonna say something it probably won't be maybe a very popular opinion so get ready i may set her off <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm getting i'm getting kind of tired so it's like Ooh. i i mean while i am not fond of the moniker mm-hmm. all right if people are searching out the term pleasure dom and finding information like like this website okay and and seeing all the attributes that a dominant should possess is that necessarily a terrible thing what happens when they figure out they're sadistic do they then throw all that out because it doesn't match up with their pleasure dom self they go, oh, well, I don't have to be empathetic. That's my pleasure dom side. But my sadist, he's a rat bastard. And I get to be a rat bastard. And I don't have to well, care. I'm a rat I'm... bastard too when I'm a sadist. But you but still I have... fucking care about me. Absolutely. Right. Nothing in that definition. I, don't... I just need an asterisk. This is, by the way, all doms should do this. I don't want to break my toys. I like to keep playing with them. And you fucking care about me. And you love me. And outside of the moment when the sadist, the inner sadist takes over, like, if you let your sadistic side go with no care for me, I first of all cannot imagine it because you're not wired that way. But let's say mm-hmm. radioactive spider bites you and that's the superpower, right? <laughs> <laughs> the webs, it's bondage webs, fine. But here's the thing. If for, for even a blip of time, mm-hmm. you lost your goddamn mind and the sadist <laughs> took over with no empathy, no care for me, and all of the ridiculous stereotypes that too many people think about certain parts of the kink life, yeah. and you did not bring me pleasure, and quite frankly brought the opposite of pleasure. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back to yourself, because every good you know person going through the radioactive spider bite, they come <laughs> back to themselves eventually, right? right? Yeah. Okay, you would be devastated. To find out that you did a thing that, yeah, you got total pleasure from, and I was harmed by it. Right. I was upset by it. I was scared of you in a not consensual way. That's the thing. Telling people that this is what dominance is, all of those Mm -hmm. characteristics and qualities and responsibilities, yes. But it should not be characterized as the sole domain of pleasure dom. Because what that means is that person who's like, oh, I'm a pleasure dom. And this, all of this resonates me. And hey, I'm, gr- I'm glad. I want somebody who's trying to dominate another human being to look at the things that are defining characteristics and responsibilities of dominance and go, I am willing to do that. I can do that. I'll learn those skills. This is right to me. I, I want every dominant to mm-hmm. think that. However, as you and I well know, very rarely is somebody a singular type of thing in kink. You start off that way because you don't know shit yet. And then you discover, hey, I like sensations. I like these sensations, but not those. I like to do these things, but not those. And then our definitions expand. Our labels will sometimes expand. So if this is the definition of pleasure dom, and it's the Mm -hmm. only definition I've ever seen of pleasure dom, and it's the only way I've ever seen it defined, that means when I find my sadistic side or my rigor side Mm -hmm. or my daddy side, 
it doesn't, this doesn't apply. That's pleasure dom. And I'm over here doing a different thing. And so now all of these responsible qualities, what does it mean I can ignore? I would be terrified of a person who could read those <laughs> things, go, oh, that's what pleasure dom is. And then think that they could ignore it for sadism. Mm -hmm. But how many times do people think that sadists in kink are evil human beings that genuinely do not care about their partner's pleasure? because they get pleasure from providing pain or causing pain. Mm -hmm. Yes, to a person who wants to fucking receive it. True, very true, very, very true. And is getting their own form of pleasure by being on the receiving end. So yeah, it looks selfish from the outside if you just decide that the little s is a non-entity. Mm -hmm. But there, there's, yeah, it, it doesn't work that way. I mean, even even like with rope, you know, the the, the top, the rigor, they enjoy the, excuse me, <laughs> they enjoy the aspect of tying somebody, all right? A rope bottom likes to be bound in rope. They like the feeling of the rope. So it's, so I don't know, maybe by definition of a pleasure dom, I'm not a real dom. That's another thing. When when we define things that narrowly mm -hmm. and we say, or we imply, it's only this one kind of thing. How would anybody else? They'd go, well, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not a real dom. Maybe mm -hmm. dominance isn't for me because I identify with all these qualities, but I would never call myself that. And quite frankly, I think more people would probably call themselves that if we did not already have a lot of language that allows people to find very unique ways, right? Mm -hmm. And or quite frankly, if all you ever called yourself was a dominant, it could still encompass sadism, caregiver, pleasure. Sure. But pleasure dom makes it sound like anything outside of that is, I don't know, disappointment dom, displeasure dom. I hate this and my, you know, consent is being violated, Dom. We got words for them. Those are abusers. Those yeah. are this, you know what I mean? Like, right. I go back to, I know it doesn't sound like it because I really mm -hmm. don't like the term. If you want to call yourself a pleasure Dom, do you, okay? You get to define it for yourself in whatever way it means, but do not think for a second that you providing pleasure to your partner makes you fucking unique, okay? The whole goddamn purpose of all of this is mutual pleasure. The pleasure will look different. The pleasure will come at different times. It's not mm -hmm. always the moment you feel pleasure, I feel pleasure. Quite frankly, sometimes when you're feeling pleasure because you're beating my ass, I'm going, can I handle this? Mm -hmm. Gritting my teeth and what I look like is that I'm not experiencing pleasure. But there will come a point where I'm like basking in fucking pleasure. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. That I think there's there's the whole heteronormative wow I found orgasms for my woman thing that's sort of troublesome to me on on all the levels. But the the thing that grinds my goddamn gears is this idea. Excuse me, I almost choked on my own spit. Mm -hmm. This idea that only the pleasure doms are providing pleasure. Fuck you is what I say to that. <laughs> You. Say it again, I didn't catch it. Fuck you. Okay, thank you. Not you, I mean. <laughs> I know. If, if me telling you fuck you is gonna, gonna get like some kinky fuckery later, I mean, consider it said, I won't say it again, I'm not that crazy. Mm, uh, <laughs> mm, okay, okay. 
you know, it's 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 an it's another label thrown into the mix. It is. It is. And you know, there may come I keep telling myself there may come a point where somebody where enough people use it and it finds a more common definition that mm-hmm. does not piss me off. Yeah. And even if it if even if 20 years from now it's still out there and it's still pissing me off, I'll just be an old lady yelling under the mm-hmm. sky. People still get to use it because the thing is is I call myself all kinds of terms and other people yeah. would define those terms differently than I define them and that gets to be okay. So my big thing is think about how you're defining something and think about when you add something into a definition, you are with if you're not careful in how you explain it and how you present it and how you, you know, share that information, the implication is that others are excluded from that definition. That's the reason we have different terms, right? There's mm-hmm. a reason that daddy dom is not necessarily the same as a master. It can be. I've met a few people who are like, I'm a master and a daddy, and that's what I do. Because it's two parts that make me sure. a whole dominant. And you get to do that. And you can say, I'm a dominant who focuses on my partner's pleasure, which to me would then imply you do things, often or sometimes, that don't give, bring you pleasure, but you do them specifically for your partner. And I think that's okay. Mm-hmm that you get to do that. But the the current common definitions that people who are trying to figure themselves are gonna come across, do not fucking cut it. They do a disservice to the people who are learning about power exchange. They do a disservice to power exchange in general and they perpetuate stereotypes. And that yeah. is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I mean, there there are certain tenets of BDSM, especially as a dominant, you know, what what you read from that, you know, about the communication, about the empathy, about this, you know, those are all basic tenets of what it is to be a dominant, to be... And to be a submissive. Yeah. Let's be real there. No, it it goes both ways. It it absolutely does. Does that mean you're a pleasure sub? You know what? You know what? I would be hard pressed to find any submissive who's not who's attached to a dom who's not a pleasure sub because you know what? It looks different in different ways, and we approach it in different ways. But I have never met a submissive Mm -hmm. in a relationship who did not try to their very best extent, as often as possible, to Mm -hmm. put their partner's pleasure first. Quite frankly, I spend a lot of time talking to submissives, going, "Hi, by the way, you have needs, and you get to experience pleasure." please tell your dom about your own needs because a stereotype of submission is we're just there for whatever our dom wants. And you and I spend, have spent how many years since 20 fucking 15 trying to help people understand that it is two sides of a coin. Yes. Right. Yes. The dom is in control, has the power, takes the lead, mm-hmm. is the decider, however you want to do that. Yeah. And yes, they're going to do what they can to get what they want within your boundaries, within consent. But mm-hmm. also submissives and- get to get what they want who sure and and you know the whole thing with labels labels were very important to me in the beginning yes okay in in discovering who i i am you know who who i want to be etc and it it's just like anything else part of the reason why labels don't really fit anymore is because I'm not just one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I have those foundational tenets 
that that mine but everything else is a little bit of this a, a right. touch of that a mm-hmm. splash of that mm-hmm. you know i'm not one thing to be pigeonholed right because most people aren't right i think even when you know we get to know kingsters who use one very solid term for themselves mm-hmm. when you ask them what that means and they define it for you it's a a conglomeration of all kinds of different parts of play it's just that this one term fits them better they don't want to call themselves a this or that or the this is the thing and that is okay that is mm-hmm. okay my problem is less with the term and more about how it's being viewed and defined by people who can influence people who are trying to learn and that is the problem i mean there is the problem of if it started on tiktok and it was about oh look i found the clit and the g-spot look at her go you know I mean, that's just a different type of discussion that, you know, I I care about, but I don't care about. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. I I don't love it. Um, No. I think that there's a part of me that would imagine because saying pleasure renders renders the way it's defined renders it meaningless because everything we do is about pleasure just pleasure will be defined differently from person to person and scene to scene and situation to situation like it just will it it makes it meaningless it's so vague and so broad as to be Mm -hmm. meaningless if you tell me that you are somehow a special kind of dom because you care about your partner's pleasure what you've told me is you don't fucking understand dominance at all Mm-hmm. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and think you must be new. I'll send you to some resources that can better educate you. Yeah. But that's what you're telling me. Well, I'm a pleasure dom because I care about my partner's pleasure. Well, fuck you. So does my sadistic daddy. <laughs> you are not somehow inherently better than. You are not somehow inherently different than. The way we express those things will change from person to person and be different from person to person. And that's mm-hmm. okay too. So somebody asked the question in in the chat, what would you use in place of pleasure? I wouldn't just wouldn't use pleasure. Dominant is dominant is dominant. I don't care what your subcategory is. Big D is big D. Big D is big D is big D. Power exchange is power exchange is power exchange. I don't care if it doesn't matter if it's romantic, sexual, a combo, platonic, whatever. I can't think of other words that it could be. A big big D by any other name is still a big D. If a dominant and a submissive are coming together to create a power exchange and have a thing happen and both partners pleasure is not one of the fucking goals then is it power exchange i don't personally think so because if i as a little s never get what i need and never enjoy what i'm doing what the fuck am i doing there what am i doing there i'm becoming a fucking doormat because Maybe I just don't know any better. I've spent way too many years Mm -hmm. telling way too many submissives that their needs matter, their pleasure matters. And a dom that cares about them, and I think we hear care and we automatically think, in love, will marry me, whatever, whatever. No, a dom who cares about them and wants to be a responsible, ethical dom is gonna give a fuck what you want and need. They might not always give it to you right when you want it. You might not always get it in the same amounts every day. It might not look the way you imagined in the play that's happening in your head, 
But you should be able to look back on a scene and go, I did get pleasure from that. Or as I often find, Jamie's a sadist who loves, who loves, who loves to create painful sensation that makes me squeal, dance on my toes, go, no, daddy, no, no. That is stinging sensation. It does not bring me pleasure. The thing that brings me pleasure is the submission and his control over me and that he's paying attention to me because I'm an attention <laughs> whore, says a woman with a camera and a microphone. <laughs> but he, that is his go-to sensation because he is looking to create a response for me because that brings him pleasure. And he knows that me submitting to that power and control brings me pleasure. But he balances that with sensation I like, thud. I want it to feel like a deep mm -hmm. tissue massage. And when he does that, he may not get as much pleasure as he would get making it sting, but he knows that I'm getting pleasure from being beat upon consensually. And so his job is to balance the things that bring him the most pleasure that he knows I will get pleasure from in a way and the things that I definitely get pleasure from mm -hmm. that maybe don't like, he likes it, but he likes the other more, right? Like it's all nuance and, and, sure. and individual and it depends on the day and it depends on if Mercury's in the fucking microwave again or mm. whatever. Like it all depends on what the fuck's going on, but it's all based on pleasure. Right. And, and see, somebody in chat was talking about, you know, the more correct solution is to more strongly emphasize the difference between dominance and sadism. And I, I think that's a line for many people that, that get, that gets blurry which is as why well. like when you and i talk about it we talk about it as your your dominant side and your sadist side right and they they are get, two very different things right. and and at least in my mind that's how i see it right and there's a lot of commingling because when and we talked about this mm -hmm. in our private conversation about yeah. our kinks the other day i said when you're making me squeal or you know cry or jump around on my toes to kind of get away from the sensation is that your dominant side or your sadist i expected him to say it's both I, that's what I expected. He goes, no, that's more my sadist. Mm -hmm. He's like, but when I'm like, I pinned you down to the fucking bed, that's my dominant side. Those are the conversations people need to have. People who yeah. willingly and publicly talk about their own kinks, I think it's a good idea to differentiate. And even if you don't love labels, to say this kind of thing kind of comes under sadism and this kind of thing kind of comes under this. And absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's why we talk about it the way we do. Yes, he's a daddy dom. And as a type of dominant, that's kind of the the big classification. But he's a sadistic daddy dom, implying that it, there's sadism there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing the sadist laugh. Oh, my God. Right? Like, if you are presenting yourself to the overall community as here, learn from me. I got sh shit to share with you. I think it's important to talk about those things as separate. I think as a, a lay person, just like living your kinky life. You might just say you're dominant, but you might not define for everybody who comes across you at the lunch that you're also a sadist and here's what that means. I think if more people get exposed to that kind of way of talking about it, more people will do that. It normalizes mm -hmm. it. Um, but the the thing that porn doesn't do well, not the kind of porn you find on Pornhub, let's put it that way. That What that does not do well is everything gets classified as BDSM or this is a dom who's in control. Mm -hmm. And then what they present is very sadistic play. And so that then gets normalized for mm -hmm. people who don't, who don't have enough experience yet with their kink self and learning about kink and all that to understand that, oh, that's actually two separate things I'm seeing here. And so we, we get those ideas stuck in our head, but this is where then I come back to your kink life needs to be an ongoing learning experience. 
Okay. You should be learning about, you know, what things mean to you and how you would describe them and what you like. And the best way to learn that is both through experience with a partner, sure, sure, but also in whatever resources and in whatever way you like to learn things. Watch Evie, mm-hmm. watch, listen to us, whatever, whatever, Pink King yeah. Podcast, wh- wherever you get information that resonates with you, the more information you take in, the more nuanced your own understanding of yourself and the labels that would apply to you mm-hmm. become. So I, I just want to quickly touch on something that I had watched go past in, in chat, mm. um, talking about uh, culture and boundaries and observing okay. different things. Um, I, my hot take on that real quick is that culture, the, the BDSM culture is just as important right up there with, with respecting boundaries, with respecting consent. And, and here's why. When I first came into the community, I had a basic understanding of, of boundaries and consent. Mm-hmm. But by joining the community and becoming part of the culture, we educate each other. Right. You learn okay. from each other. You, you, we learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And, and that is how my understanding of consent, of, of boundaries, and things like that grew. Mm-hmm. It, it was from becoming part of the community, becoming part of the culture. That's how you gain your understanding. Because you see different viewpoints. Your right. viewpoint is a very myopic viewpoint that only encompasses what you personally have mm-hmm. experienced, whether mm-hmm. you've heard it, seen it, done it. So when you go out into a broader community, whether that's online or it's in person, right. both are valid. Both are di- They're different from one another, but they're valid. You then get to hear what other people think, what other people have experienced, mm-hmm. how they handled the thing. And either you'll take that information in and go... Yeah, I wouldn't do it that way. Or you'll take that information and go, wow, shit, I never thought there was another way I could do it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think think personally, so first of all, if somebody just wants to be kinky in their bedroom and never listen to a podcast, read a book, go to a munch, talk to another kinkster online, that's fine. You get to you get to do that. Like that, mm-hmm. uh, there are plenty of people who live their whole lives. They don't even know that the BDSM community is a thing, right? And their their experience is valid and it's good. And as long as they're not harming anybody non consensually, do you, baby, have a good time? Yeah. That being said, once you venture out of that very personal space and you start consuming content, following people, interacting with people, you're now part, even minimally, of a broader community. Once you come out of, this is my bedroom and this is what I do and what are other people doing and what else is out there, then to me, I don't think it's some sort of requirement that you understand the broader concepts of BDSM, but if you are taking in the information, just by Oz fucking Moses, you're probably gonna learn some things about the broader idea and community of BDSM. Now. We can never guarantee that people who make that first step out of their bedroom hit a healthy, ethical, safe-ish, because it's all risk. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as safe, you know what I mean? Community yeah. where they're going to learn best practices. Like that's, we know that's not true. We, we know that's not true. But ideally, the more they learn online, the more they investigate and discover and they, you know, they're gonna come across somebody who resonates enough with them that hopefully they learn something about the broader community that makes them a better kinkster. That's the idea, that's the idea. Mm -hmm. Like the more you can understand how the wider BDSM community and the BDSM culture, genre, I don't know what to call us. Yeah. 
operates and what our our kind of agreed upon best practices are, knowing that individuals will disagree, but broad strokes, most people will agree with this. I think you become a better kinkster. If you have been doing your kink life in your bedroom your whole life and you never had anybody go, yeah, but your communication skills need to continuously be improving. That means you could be stuck in a rut and you and your partner might not be at the height of whatever your relationship could be because you've never had that idea introduced. And yet, every responsible kingster I've ever come across, whether they have a microphone and share their viewpoints online or they do not, will say, I have to be good at communication and sometimes I will fuck up and then I have mm -hmm. to learn a new skill and I have to get, I have to go do a hard thing in order to have a good relationship with this partner. That, that's the, the, what the culture does. Is it always that way in every community? No. Are there toxic spaces? Yes. <laughs> yes. However, that, that, that is what I, I say about that. Good. That. I've made my throat hurt. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anywho. Uh, is, uh, let me go through. I did, I did take notes. I, there were points I wanted. Okay. Oh, good. I hit all my points. All right. There you go. See? Okay. When anybody who looks at the show notes, like the podcast show notes, it will look very calm. <laughs> you will think you never said those words in that order. No, but you got my fucking point. I'm going to put the calm notes that I'm referencing now to make sure we covered all points in the <laughs> show notes. But, but the actual recording will be a different experience. Whole entirely. different bug can of worms. Yep. Entirely. Oh boy. So, okay, I uh, I covered everything. We covered everything. Mm -hmm. I yelled and probably pissed enough people off that mm. I don't feel like there's anything I have to add to go. it. All right. Uh, do you have anything you would like to add? Nope, 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 nope. Oh, I'm my God. Your, uh... My skin is so hot. <laughs> yeah, your face is red. You've, you've been like, you know. My blood really... pressure pill is working overtime today. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Indeed, it is. But we we could we could do a um, bonus section now. Okay. Ooh. All right. So, so are we good? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Keep, Keep it kinky, y'all, and we'll see you next week. <sighs> Daddy. Daddy. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, Daddy. Can I talk to the crickets, please? <laughs> Instead of yelling at them? <laughs> oh boy. I would like to talk instead of yelling. Thanks. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, just to reiterate something I said at the top that would have been completely forgotten in all of my screaming. Um, <laughs> by the time the podcast episode goes out, there will be new. Uh, products on our etsy shop new shirt designs mm. i've got a grumpy daddy a sadistic daddy uh brad three versions of braddy since birth because i liked all three designs i made and i couldn't decide <laughs> i'm like fuck it i don't have to um yeah and one that i it just i don't know if it's a good design but it makes me happy it says braddy 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 <laughs> in bubble letters like i just fucking love it there's that one too for folks watching the live stream on Wednesday, February 21st at currently 1.05 p.m. our time. They're not up yet, but they will be soon. 
because I've like I'm doing all the prep work, so then all I have to do is hit publish. It's delightful. So that's happening. Um, Lola is not in here and has not been howling to come in here. You're right. Yeah, you want to go check on your girl? She was pro- she heard me yelling and got nervous. She went fuck that shit. Right. <sighs> I don't know. Ooh, I am I am very hot. My blood pressure definitely went up. And it's hard. Like I get, I get passionate clearly. And yet I know there will always be an exception to the rule. There will be somebody who's like just a genuinely like decent kinkster. Who's like, but I really like the term pleasure dom. I don't, I don't, I don't want you to be mad at me. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It's really for the masses and it's for the, the problems I can already see ahead. Like I can already see how things will get weaponized and used against people and Mm -hmm. assumptions will be made. And it just, I mean, I guess I shouldn't, Pisses me off, but also I guess it's job security. <laughs> Every day a new little baby kingster comes online and learns some bullshit, and hopefully <laughs> they find us too. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't scare them away. <laughs> so Lola is in her crate. Okay. On on her pillow, and she's just curled up and just, just chilling. Yeah. We got to get her in for a bath. That girl is stanky. Yeah stanky yeah she does needs her nails trimmed too i hear her tip 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 yes i, I saw that too mm-hmm. and uh luna points out something that's currently available um for certain patrons and patreon but we will have a new um planner set thing for um etsy and it is bunny themed and i purposely mm. avoided easter bunny because that's way too like specific to a time period and i just went with yeah. bunny um mm-hmm. I, how could i not when i know there's at least two people one or two people in live chat with bunny in their name there's at right. least two or three people in our patreon with bunny in their name like how, yeah. how could i not yeah. um so <laughs> <sighs> and rara says i've been ranting about this term for more than a year i meant <laughs> to go look before this episode and then completely forgot uh does the pink kink podcast have an episode about this if so i'll link to it in the show notes and rara feel free to shout it out in the live chat um because i did think about that i was because i remembered rara saying i fucking hate that term right i was like do they already have an episode on it and i forgot to go look so um yeah i i have a feeling if it's not already happening um that tiktok Finding your kink self via TikTok will be, if it's not already, much like and unfortunately treated like people who figured out they were kinky through Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's wonderful that in in this time of life, it is so easy for people to be able. To find out information mm-hmm. about kink if they are curious. Mm-hmm. You know, um, let's, uh, let's face it, you know, I was doing kinky things back in my early 20s. Right. Um, Pre-cell phone, pre-internet. Internet, you know. Right. None, none, of that, none of that stuff existed then. And, and I had no idea... There was an, a name for what I was doing. Mm-hmm. There were other people who did the things I was doing. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so on on one hand, yeah, it, it's great that that information is is so readily available, and that there for are so people. many different entry points. Yes, like the the thing is, is pre-internet, you either had to know what dirty magazines to go look at the back of, or you had to know somebody, or you had right. to live in a place that was big enough where you could probably mm-hmm. in certain neighborhoods bump into somebody else, whatever, whatever. You had to yeah. be brought into shit. Right. And now it's like, and this is why when people say, "How I, I only I don't I don't want to go on FetLife and I don't want to use kinky dating apps. How will I find a kink partner? I'm like, literally kinky people are <laughs> everywhere people gather. TikTok is, I imagine, I think the most unfriendly to kink content with accounts getting banned all the time. It's why it's one reason why I'm not trying to get us on mm-hmm. uh, TikTok. I don't, I don't need the aggravation of building a following and then being having it pulled out. Like from under. I, that just annoys the fuck out of me. Instagram did it once in 2015, and I'm still pissy. So can you imagine if TikTok mm-hmm. did it to me every few months? Yeah, yeah, no. But that's the point. Kink talk is a thing. People are coming across information and they're going, oh, this resonates. Oh, is that is that what I've been doing in the privacy of my own? Oh, okay, I'm kind of mm-hmm. into this. And the, the thing is, is that everywhere, in every space where humans gather, there's also bad information. Yes. <laughs> there just is, but everybody needs an entry point. Mm-hmm. And, t- but the, and what I remember about Fifty Shades, a lot of people assumed that I got into kink because of Fifty Shades, because apparently I figured out it was kinky the same year Fifty Shades became like a massively popular book. And I was like, nah, no, didn't, nope, mm-hmm. didn't know anything about it. Um, but there's a lot of derision from older, more established people or people who are mostly in-person communities of like somehow the online way of finding it or the not being brought to a much way of finding it is invalid. And what it means is that there's a lot of misinformation, but it's not invalid. (sighs) Anyway, this is is episode (laughs) stuff, not bonus section stuff. <sighs> Got sucked right back I into did, it. Didn't you? I did. Look, I am. I am. The more I learn about myself and my brain, <laughs> the more I am coming to terms with power exchange relationships. It's gone on too long for me to call it a hyperfocus. I think it's my <laughs> special interest. And yes, I mean that for those who understand what I'm saying in the way that you were taking it, <laughs> in the neurodivergent way. Because I. Yeah. The other thing though is I'm super lazy about stuff <laughs> and I I will go learn about a thing, but I'm not the, I will investigate every single solitary thing about a thing before I talk mm. about it. It's like, I'm going to go learn what I need to learn and then I'm going to use my pattern recognition skills <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to do my transference of skills, like my very minimal basic understanding of psychology yeah. and communication and you know, yeah. and then we'll go from there. Um, so, Okay, yeah. I'm gonna put the the link in the podcast show notes, but for YouTube folks, I'll link to it in the description box later. <laughs> Rara has an episode on the Pink King podcast called uh, "Things That Make Us Angry," episode 111. <laughs> there apparently be rants ahead, yeah. <laughs> and the term "pleasure dog" is right, in there, right. so I will link to that later. Uh, after we finish this, I'm gonna go run errands with you. Yes, I was supposed to get back to working on the Etsy shop, but. I wanted to go run errands. Now, let me just let me just say that people shouldn't go around assuming they know shit about their long-term partners. 
Except that they definitely know shit about their long-term partners. <laughs> so we're getting ready to record. We did a lot of recording today. <laughs> and uh, I'm talking to JB and I'm like, oh, because he's got to go to Granger to pick up Delrin so we can make more canes. That's a lovely mm-hmm. thing to go do. And I said, uh, when are you going to to go pick up the Delrin order? And you were like, oh, well, after after we record, after we stream. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. I was like, and I said something like, um, could I ask you a question? Which <laughs> is already a question. I understand the irony. <laughs> JB goes, what? Do you want me to bring you back a Diet Coke? I'm like, no. <laughs> offended. Offended. <laughs> no. That was not going to be my question. I can't believe you were just over there just thinking you knew and making assumptions. I just can't believe it. And he goes, fine. What was your question? I go, I was going to ask if you would be willing to make side quests, not just go to Granger to pick up the Delrin. And if you were, could I go with you? And yes, one of those side quests would be to get a Diet Coke, but that was not. And I told her, I said, there was still a Diet Coke in there. There was still. But I was not asking you to bring me one. I was asking you to bring me to a place where I could get my own. If I had said... I just want to go to Granger and come home and not do anything else. You probably would have said, well, can't you stop and get me a Diet Coke? No, I would not have. No, I would not have. I would have found a reason to explain why I needed to go run my own errands, and I would have gone and got myself one. Look, I don't want to ask you to bring me back something when you weren't already planning on making that stop. I want you to think of me so much and go, what would make my baby girl happy? Let me, of my own volition, stop. And get the Diet Coke. And surprise her with it. Because surprises make her happy. That's what I want from you. I'll go get my own fucking Diet Coke. Thanks. And I do. Um, so apparently in that same episode, Rawa says, uh, share my uh, thoughts about soft dom versus hard dom. I know we did that episode. Um, did, I, did, did I yell and rant about soft dom versus hard dom? I think I did. I, I don't remember. Which Ah, ah. one of several the youngest woke up okay well youngest has kind of been going through it yeah so yeah i'm letting them sleep late and not uh (laughs) (sighs) so yeah we got some some errands to run Mm -hmm. i ranted so hard i'm not even chilly anymore my i have wow. too many clothes on wow and could really go with shorts and a t-shirt right now mm. <laughs> it's so warm mm. yeah <sighs> look when it comes to terms that are new ish that the internet invented i mm. try not to be the curmudgeon who's like we didn't use that term in my day i know i just think i'm not meant i'm not it's i mean let's, i'm not meant let's for be- Let's let's be honest here. You know, I I also thought you know this could be something like, you know, the the uh, the kids are, you know, reinventing the language for themselves. I mean, let's face it, half the time talking to the eighteen year old, we need a dictionary we of. We don't know what he's saying. Yeah, but no, I think my problem is, and this is this is a me thing. Early days of a term, a new phrase, a new word are imperfect days like they're just it's you know it's clumsy and awkward and it's not quite the right definition and over time as more and more people use it and it picks up steam and you know Mm -hmm. you know 
it gets defined for people and people share their personal definition. And like in, I don't know, 20 years, alpha sub will probably annoy me a little less. Hard dom, soft dom. I don't think I got ranty in that episode. I think I could see where people would get that from, but mm-hmm. I think I was not a fan. I can't remember. I can't remember. A silent <laughs> says it was episode 298. We are on episode 385. It's yeah. been a while. Uh, <laughs> um, and I, I promise y'all, I say what I need to say. I mean it in the moment. And it's sort of like when I read a book, the moment I'm done, gone, gone. Couldn't tell you exactly what I said, which is hard when people find old content and they're commenting on things I, I said then. I'm like, oh, fuck. What to actually respond to that, I'd have to go back and listen because I know how I feel <laughs> about a thing today. But what? how did what? I describe it three years ago? I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, I get it. So, yeah. Um, what else? We're going to go see, we saw the 18 year old this past Sunday. Yes. He needed to go get groceries. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you need me for something. Yes, let's go. Right. Um, and then we'll see him this Sunday because he's got a performance. That's right. Where they're playing a piece. He is, y'all, he's 18. He's a freshman. They're playing a piece he composed that impressed his professor and And he will be conducting right i mean there are seniors in this group that he plays with that are like damn this is good damn this is i'm like "Ah, right my baby with a talent i love it um Mm -hmm, and he's mm -hmm. so excited um so we'll do that this weekend it's just same old same old around here i mean we're making paddles and selling paddles Mm -hmm. and Doing and, shit. And, and right now we're going through another bout of uh, Florida winter. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I get to wear my fuzzy socks every day. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's it. Yeah, that, that's about it. I mean, we've, we've just been plugging along, you know, doing what we do and, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So I guess so, we can yeah. be done. Oh, I'm feeling weird, like achy pains that are i don't probably, know if, probably because you uh ex- <coughs> exerted yourself with so much I probably uh, passion there you know tensed up my whole body and it's, <laughs> the muscles are just starting to unclench <laughs> one at a time <gasps> okay <laughs> so i guess we're gonna go yep and we will see y'all next week mm-hmm. uh thank y'all for being here uh-huh. to the bitter end yeah. And thank you for indulging when I need to scream into the void that is the internet. <laughs> I'm not really screaming into the void. I'm screaming at y'all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.